Hi folks, welcome to this week's edition of the Finance Hour. This is a special show which is dedicated to my good friend and business partner, Lawrence Shamrakov, who passed away tragically two years ago at the age of 25. In this week's show, we talk to Lawrence's family, friends and work colleagues to get some insight into the kind of person that he was. And you'll find there's a consistent theme about what everybody says about Lawrence. We're also going to talk about the legacy that Lawrence left and two programs that we are involved in which are going to continue his name. And don't forget to listen all the way to the end where I give you three financial tips that I learned from Lawrence. Please enjoy the show and share it with whoever you think may be interested. Good afternoon and welcome to the Finance Hour. Whether you're listening live on Jair or indeed on our podcast, this is a show where we make sense of the world of business and finance and hopefully help you make great financial decisions. But today's episode is a bit different. Uh, We are paying tribute to uh, my business partner and good friend uh, who passed away tragically two years ago in a bike accident, uh, Lawrence Shamrakov. He was very dear to all of us. Uh, It's hard to believe that two years has passed. And today what we're going to do is uh, speak to a few people that were important in his life, get some get some feedback to hope, hopefully give you some idea of the kind of person he was and uh, send a message for his daughter as well, Maya, who is now uh, one and a bit years old. And uh, we'll look forward to sharing some of those stories with you. But today to do the talking with me, I've got Lawrence's cousin, Gary Voskobonik, in with me. This actually isn't Gary's first time on radio. He used to have a show on Jair, which I think got cut. Um, but Gary, welcome to the show and look forward to having a chat about Lawrence today. Thanks for having me, Ruben. This was a really nice idea to do this. And um, we, our show didn't get cut. Um, we're actually very famous and uh, we had a lot of listeners. But um, we decided to uh, you know, hang, the, hang the, the towel up while, while we were ahead. So. While you were still on top. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Gary, so we're here today to pay tribute and to talk about Lawrence. Um, you're obviously his first cousin and it's been two years now. Is it? What do you think? Do you, is it hard to believe the time that's passed, or has it gone quickly? It's, or? it's absolutely insane. Um, the time's passed so fast. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. Getting that phone call and um, you know rushing from work and it's it's um, yeah it's it's surreal to think about. Um, yeah. Just that it happened, but also that it's already been two years since it happened yeah. as well. It's um yeah it's. It's very surreal. Yeah, I think that um, that morning we're never going to forget. Yeah. It's actually, I was at a meeting at Jewish Care and sort of called Lawrence and uh, there was no answer and they called me from the office and said oh, he, had a, he had a meeting set up and he didn't turn up to it. And, uh, yeah, that's when I thought something must be wrong and I called his phone and, and yeah, I went to the hospital and, anyway, it was just, mm. it was just horrible. I think it's something that's always going to you know, stick in our minds. Yeah, I'm still sort of scarred because my mum called me and she was crying, but it kind of sounded like she was laughing because she was crying so hard. And I thought she was laughing. And so I didn't get it at first. I thought, what, you know, she called me in the morning. I thought, what's going on? You know, you're, why, why are you laughing? But then Mm. I quickly realized that she was crying and something really bad had happened. And um, yeah, 
yeah, I'll never forget that. Now, whenever she calls me, I still kind of remember that, you know, th- that yeah. moment and, um, you know, or, uh, sort of um, expecting bad news. I don't know. Like, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm hoping that'll go away with time. But, yeah, yeah it's... Um, yeah. it's yeah. Well, I think it's always this time of year. Yeah, it's difficult. And uh, we had a um, we had a good sort of get-together the other night with uh, with Lawrence's year, the class of 2008, um, at my house. And that was really... I, thought, I really enjoyed that. It was just good to catch up with everyone. It was great that Beck came with my... Uh, I just thought it was, a, it was a nice evening. It was beautiful, yeah. I mean, a lot of the guys that... Uh, Lawrence went to school with I didn't I didn't know that well um, yeah I just maybe saw him around school because I went to the same school as him in Yeshiva and um yeah we I mean I knew some of the faces but I don't really know the names and yeah, yeah um good to good to see those yeah. guys and yeah hopefully see him more often yeah well Lawrence was the guy that you know kept a lot of those people together like mm. he he'd often I know have barbecues at his place and have the boys around like I think uh, he was really the glue uh, with a lot of them and there are some guys there that are so you know, that he helped so much over the years yeah um but i think it was really like like the 10 years out of school and they're still they, they seem to be still a pretty sort of close bunch yeah does, I, I find that's pretty consistent um well, i mean from definitely from my year i know in yeshiva the boys are still very close they still have a whatsapp group and they talk all the time and um, yeah. meet up all the time and yeah i'd like to think that um a lot of the because it's a small school it's small classes yeah. and i'd like to think that a lot of the classes stay close like that um i hope anyway yeah yeah well, it definitely seems to be the case there and i know i certainly feel uh closer to lawrence's year now than i do almost <laughs> to my own um yeah but it's been a little bit longer for me <laughs> just a little yeah so um yeah so we're going to share some stories we're going to have uh you you're obviously big gary we're going to have little gary <laughs> other cousin just so everyone's aware of that there are two lawrence had two cousins two gary's um you're the big gary by virtue of being older i'm guessing yeah i'm not bigger anymore <laughs> <laughs> i used to be bigger but yes. he's bigger than me now yeah so uh your big Gary Voskobornik and little Gary is Gary Gorov. Yep. So we're going to have uh, Gary on the phone soon. Uh, but do you want to just share? I don't know. Do you have any particular yeah. stories maybe that you want to share before we get little Gary on? I um, you know, I was thinking as I was driving over here, like something, uh, something that might give a little insight into who Lawrence was, especially when he was a kid, because we used to hang out a lot when we were kids. Um, you know, his parents are working hard, my parents are working hard. We spent a lot of time at our grandparents' house and um you know we used to do a lot together but he was like he was like my little brother you know he was a few years younger than me and he always copied me everything everything i did he wanted to do as well and, and he was really that sounds an- like a dangerous recipe <laughs> <laughs> and um and i remember just you know as a kid it's really annoying when you know your little cousin or little brother just wants to copy you do everything you you know you want to do your own thing and and they want to do it as well but so um yeah and, and i remember like you know we i went for richmond because my cousin, because I was actually copying my older cousin Anita, and she went for Richmond as well, and then I went for Richmond, and then my parents bought me a West Coast footy, so I started going for West Coast, and then he changed to West Coast, <laughs> and I remember getting into a massive argument, and I'm like, "Pick your own team, don't copy me." <laughs> um, but he, he just stuck with it. He stuck with the Eagles, and um, and anyway, the the story I wanted to tell you was about when he was. Um, I remember back in the old days, some of the younger listeners might not know this. Uh, the older listeners definitely would. Um, back when uh, computers sort of first started becoming popular around uh, Windows 3.11. Did you have a Windows yeah. 3.11 computer? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you'd know. Um, I remember uh, I didn't have one, but Lawrence's parents got one. And Lawrence was a tinkerer. You know, he uh, he never just, he never let things be. He was, uh, he was always tinkering, always, you know. 
I'd say more than tinkering, he was curious. He um, yeah. he always went deep into the settings of the computer and like <laughs> had to mess with everything. You know, he needed to figure out what worked, what didn't work. <laughs> and I just remember how many times he stuffed up their computer. Um, so it just funny. it just didn't even start. I remember there was I remember very clearly on a few different occasions when uh, Gary's dad, who's like a, a I don't know, call him a computer expert, yeah. he'd he'd come and he'd just be like, "What the hell did you do? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do?" But, but he was seriously good with technology. Oh, though. mate, there, uh, there was nothing. Yeah. That he wasn't like he just wasn't scared of trying it. Well, that, that that's that, that's what I was getting at. Is yeah. it because he was such a so curious and such a tinkerer when he was younger? By the time he got older, he was a pro. Like oh, he was yeah. one of the most tech savvy people. Yeah, I, I I'd know. Like he was um he was on top of it all because he spent so much time you know playing with it and and um being curious and trying to figure out uh, what settings you can change that well, what yeah. they'll affect. And he was um he was awesome. He was the he was like a the go to guy for for anything um it like but. Yeah. By, you know um i was gonna say by the end which is a bit sad to say but you know but uh, as as he got a bit older like i remember even me and my friends we tried to start a business when we were about 18 lawrence would have been 15 at the time you know really young and he um we came to him because we wanted to make a website and he was all across it like this was back when websites were hard to make like yeah. it wasn't you know now you can just you know plug and play a software and it's you know so so much easier but back then it was you know doing code and flash and all, all this other stuff that i had no idea how to do and he was um he was all across it and he d and he did it without even uh asking for anything in return yeah. he just wanted to help out you know that's uh, the kind of guy he was yeah i mean he was so good on technology i mean in my firm when i first got him i was gonna you know i asked him to um you know help out with some software and it was a really complex software and he had it nailed literally mm. within about two days and he was just doing stuff that you know, other people were just absolutely amazed by. Mm. Um, but I think that was part of his thing. He, he actually, he wasn't put off. He was never sort of scared of trying something new. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny you say that. I also <laughs> that we had a funny situation in our office. We share our office with accountants. Yep. And Lawrence, you know, he was always downloading stuff on the computer and he downloaded some pirated version of something <laughs> and we were connected with their servers Anyway, somehow that downloaded thing corrupted the whole bloody office <laughs> no. and literally brought the accountant software to its knees. Oh, no. And, and, uh, and they traced it all back to this computer. <laughs> anyway, Lawrence was like adamant that it wasn't him. <laughs> he didn't do it. And I'm like, mate, we're just going to have to fess up here. Yeah. And we had to, uh, you know, we had to deal with it. But um, oh, no. it was... It was funny, but 99% of the time, he, his technology use was amazing. In fact, my kid's first memory of him is we came over for, for Yont of Dinner one night, and he was talking to them about the iPhone and about how he jailbreaked his iPhone. <laughs> so my kids are like, oh, yeah, Lawrence did. knows how to jailbreak the iPhone. <laughs> um, That's hilarious, but, yeah. Yeah, we could probably go on and on, but we better, get, um, we better get Gary on the phone. We'll just have a very, very quick musical interlude while I get Gary on the line. Welcome back to the Finance Hour, whether you're listening live on J-Air or on the podcast. Today's episode is dedicated to Lawrence Shamrakov. Uh, I've got uh, Lawrence's cousin in the studio with me, Gary Voskobonik, Big Gary. And we've got uh, another one of Lawrence's cousin, Little Gary, Gary Gorov, on the line. Hey, Gary, how are you going? All things considered, Ruben, I'm very well, mate, and I hope you are too. Ah, uh, good, good. It's good to it's good to have you on. We've just been uh, sharing a few a few stories of uh, yeah. of Lawrence Gary. Big Gary was just saying what a pest he was <laughs> as a little kid. What are you? <laughs> do you remember him as being a pest? You know, it's um, 
it's funny that I was hearing those stories before the USA Alliance was tinkering. Um, <laughs> obviously, my dad being the computer expert, I never bothered to learn anything highly <laughs> <was> technical. <laughs> Just hand it in over fact, to dad. To and to this day, I'm, I'm pretty bad with technology. My <laughs> wife actually is a lot better than me at it, and she always makes fun of me. But Lawrence was, um, Lawrence was the first guy to go to for any sort of technical issues or anything yeah. like that. He, he just had a knack for it. And um, and over time, you know, I, I just went to him to sort it out. Hey, Lawrence, this is broken, or this doesn't work, or how do I do this? Um, but, you know, it's, it's the technical and the financial side of it, I think he really was able to to do both um, together, and um, he was he was pretty amazing in that respect. I mean, it, it, took, it didn't take very long for him to become the go-to guy when it came to um, figuring out how to do things, you know, whether it was downloading the latest TV show or, you know, what's the best computer to buy or mobile or anything like that, really. Because you're so right, mate. I, I, I was just remembering as you're saying that how... Lawrence was the go-to guy. Whenever I had any questions about computers, I always asked him, and he, he always had an answer. And if he didn't have an answer, he'd have one the next day. You know, he'd go back home and find out. I remember when torrenting just became popular, he was all over it. He was <laughs> he was the first one to show us how to do it and how to how to you know find the torrents, how to download them. He was he was across it straight away. Like as soon as as soon as it became you know widely used, even before that, before it was widely used, he was yeah he was he was, was all amazing. over it. He knew exactly how to do it. Yeah. You know, I, I brought up the word finance before, and I, and I said it for a reason. I remember, you know, it would have been about five years ago, Lawrence was telling me about this thing called Bitcoin. Um, and I was <laughs> like, nah, it's nonsense. What is it? You know, I don't know, you know, if you ever, like, invested in it or anything like that. But what I do know is that he was a, totally across that cryptocurrency world. And, and he was, you know, he was up to date with those things. And after a while... You didn't even challenge his opinions. You just said, hey, tell me what's the right thing to do and I'll get it done. <laughs> now, um, Gary, moving on from the technology stuff, we've been talking about the last couple of days about Lawrence's commitment to family. Um, I know, you know you've talk, talk, talked to me a lot about that. Do you want to maybe just you know, expand on that? Yeah, I suppose to best explain it, I need to take you a little bit back. I mean, my family emigrated here from the former Soviet Union. And when we arrived in Melbourne, my parents, you know, with a young baby, we stayed with Lawrence's parents. Lawrence is my second cousin, but he's also, he's, he's all more than that. He was, um, he was my rival. He was my confidant. You know, we laughed, we cried, we fought. Then we laughed again. We, we grew up together and, and he was only six months my senior. And to that effect, we, you know, we pushed each other in the spirit of competition mm. you know, to try to make the best of ourselves. Um, you know, it's, you know, we were more than family. You know, we were more than friends, and um, our bond ran deeper than any, and um, no one really kind of understands what we meant to each other, I think. Mm. It, it, it's um, something that we never really spoke about, which, you know, I regret, but, but I know that he knew it. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a shared sort of feeling and a shared bond. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. when you're connected, like, from such a young age like that, I mean, you know, I only sort of shared Lawrence's life for the last four and a half years or so, but, yeah, you know, you boys, from such a young age, you know, it's, yeah, I yeah, mean, that, that bond is so in, tight. We were in crash together. You know, I'm told that he looked after me um, if the other kids, you know, thought to get rough. 
Lawrence, you know, he always had my back. Um, and, you know, just more kind of broadly speaking, you know, as a child of an immigrant, there's a personal sort of demand put on you. Mm. Our parents, his parents, they took a risk, they took a gamble to come to Australia. And for many immigrants, they invest really heavily in their children's education. Mm. It becomes a means, you know, by which that they can... Uh, I guess, assimilate or, or try to move up in the world. And, and Lawrence, you know, he understood that powerfully. Uh, he had this sense of responsibility to both himself and his family, and it's not something he took lightly. Yeah. I just want to apologise to our Facebook Live listeners because they probably can't hear what Gary's saying over the radio. Oh, is that right? Um, yeah, because it's, it's through the radio. Ah, okay. So I just want to apologise to you guys. Uh, Gary's saying some uh, beautiful I things. I over the loud speaker. No, no I don't not. think it is. No, it's just in um, it's just in our headphones. And ah, anyone okay. listening on, on online will okay. hear it. Well, you'll have to wait for the podcast, our Facebook listeners, yep. uh, and listen to it again there. I need to get the uh, number of listeners up. <laughs> sorry, yeah, Gary. We'll, sorry about that, Gary. That's okay. And, I mean, yeah, go on. And I was, um, I mean, you, you, you had those, well, you still have those Sunday night dinners, which is really traditional in your family, isn't it? And Lawrence... I think you guys had told him before, he was, like, absolutely committed to those, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was there every Sunday. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm there every Sunday because it's usually at my parents' house, so yeah. so I'm there um, naturally, but Lawrence really made an effort uh, to come every Sunday, and he, you know, and he wanted to um, bring Beck. Uh, Beck didn't always want to come because she, um, I don't know, she wasn't up for it, um, but um, I remember Beck even telling me that he... Gary, have I still got you? Yep. Oh, okay, cool. I thought yeah. I'd cut you off. I remember Beck telling me that, like, Lawrence was very adamant that um, when uh, when the baby was born that he'd be bringing the baby over every yeah. Sunday um, and, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, they're part of the family. Like, he was very family-orientated. He was yeah. very, very big on that um, on that aspect of his life. And, yeah, it was, it was beautiful to see. Yeah. Well, that was quite, it's quite amazing how you guys literally get together every single Sunday. Yeah. I mean, the families are just so close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all, all three of your families. Yeah, yeah, all of us, definitely. Um, yeah. it, you know, it's there's a lot of families where first cousins, you know, might only see each other once a month or potentially less. You know, maybe it's just over the holidays. Gary and Lawrence are first cousins, but I'm their second cousin, mm. and we always just simplified it to the word cousin. Um, and in a lot of ways, it was even more than that. Um, we really when we were very young we spent nearly like all of the weekends together and um and even after school on school holidays things like that we were each other's closest friends yeah i always used to make fun of lawrence because whenever he'd talk about like each of your parents he'd call you he'd call them aunties and i was always like are they your real auntie you know and he goes oh no no it's mum's cousin or whatever and i said yeah it's not your real auntie mate we always used to joke about that yeah, in in Russia it's a bit different. Like uh, you you call here we he'd call it like a cousin once removed. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but in Russia it's just you're, it's there's no uncle. word. There's no word yeah, for like, no word you like know, your your mum's second cousin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, often, yes. often they'll even use the word brat for cousin, which is literally means brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's often like a, a way to describe it. Gary, uh, we've got to keep moving. I, I want uh, you know really a big part of why we're doing this today is for Maya. Um, to listen to this uh, one day when Beck feels like she's ready. So I'm sure you'll have messages for her then, but maybe while 
Well, we've got you on the phone now. Do you have any anything, any particular messages about Lawrence that you'd like to share with Maya? <laughs> it's a tough one, I know. <laughs> it's about as hard as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, um, if I'm speaking directly to Maya and when she's a little bit older and she can understand, um, I just would like her to know that Lawrence was my best friend. He was my first friend. Um I was his best man at his wedding and his relationship with Rebecca, your mother, I saw it happening before my eyes. We, we all hung out together. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you forever. Your spirit lives on through her. Um, I love you and, you know, the only way we can ever get through this and move on is together and to look after one another. It's what Lawrence would have wanted. And um, I, uh, you know, just hope that you can be brave and remember him uh, or like learn about his memory in a way that you are, you have a sense of admiration and awe for your father and the great man that he was um, and the legacy that he leaves behind in you and in others. Yeah, I think there's going to be so many people. Hopefully, we'll, we'll share. Yeah, everyone, so many good stories about Lawrence, and hopefully, you know, there's something now. But I think, you know, we'll keep over the years. We'll we'll keep talking about him, and you know, when Mo's ready to understand, um, you know, we'll all be there. Uh, all right, thanks a lot, Gary. I know this is this is tough for you, um, but you know, it's important we do this, <laughs> and. Uh, Thanks for sharing all that really personal stuff. I know it's hard, um, but as you say, we'll we'll all keep pushing through together. Thanks, Gary. Thank you, Ruben. Thank you, Gary. Okay, Bye-bye. see ya. Alrighty, uh, that was Gary Gorov, Lawrence's uh, cousin. We are going to switch things a little bit and talk a bit about Lawrence's uh, work life. Uh, we've got a couple of people uh, to speak to. First of all, we're going to have... Michael Gajetsky, uh, who Lawrence worked for, it was his second job, along with working with me. Uh, he's going to share us a couple of stories, and then we're going to have uh, a client of Lawrence's also, uh, who is going to talk about uh, talk about him as well. We're just going to get Michael on the phone and some brief music. Welcome back to the Finance Hour. Uh, we have a show today dedicated to Gary to to Lawrence Chamrakov. Uh, our dear friend who passed away two years ago. I'm shared here with uh, uh, co-hosting is Gary Voskobonik, and we have on the line uh, Michael Gajetsky. But Gary, before we I put on to Michael, was there something that you wanted to share? Yeah, um, uh, Gary reminded me of something uh, as he was. Sorry, sorry, I had you off. Start again. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. Um. So uh, Gary reminded me, uh, or something just came up for me as Gary was um was speaking there. I was just remembering um Lawrence's decisiveness. I remember when he, you know, he was like. 23 uh, approximately I think when when he was going to get married to Beck and I remember very clearly him coming to my house for some other reason and he told me I was like I'm going to ask Beck to marry me and I was like 
It's like, dude, like, I don't know, uh, maybe for the older generation, it's it's more common to get married at that age. But in our generation, you know, um, it's it's very rare, you know, to get married, to even think about getting married at 23. And I remember thinking to Lawrence, I was like, dude, like, why why are you getting married? You're so young. You've got so, so much left to live. He's just like, no, nah, man, I, I love her. I want to marry her. I'm <laughs> like, are you sure, man? I'm, I was like, I really questioned him about it hard. I was like, I really didn't think it was a good decision. I was like, <laughs> man, like, I guess that was just my me projecting my own, you know, beliefs on him. Yeah. But, but he was just so decisive yeah, about it. He was he so was. sure about yeah. it. He was like, mate, I'm, I'm going to do it. I love her. You know, I want to spend the rest of my life. I was like, wow. Like, like I'm, I'm like, I'm so happy for you. But but I, I can't. I don't understand you. Like, I don't understand how you <laughs> think like that. Yeah. But uh, just, yeah, just prove. He made this. Yeah. He made a decision just wouldn't look back. Yeah, yeah. definitely. He was so decisive and just yeah. so sure of himself. And yeah. It was such it's a great quality. confidence. Michael, do I have you on the phone? Oh, excellent. Okay, um, so we're speaking to Michael Gajetsky. Michael's a, a very, very good mate of Lawrence's, and uh, I guess you were his second employer, really, uh, in addition to me. So, Michael, we just... I um, don't know if you've been listening before, but uh, obviously you worked really closely with Lawrence um, for the last you know, few years until he passed away, and hoping that you can you know, tell us a bit what he meant to you and a bit about uh, maybe share a story or two. Thanks for having me, guys, and letting me speak about Lawrence. Thanks, Michael. So, Lawrence, for me, was an incredible human. I met Lawrence up at a financial planning conference on the, on the Gold Coast, and we happened to be sitting next to each other exchanging some, some ideas, and that's really, I guess, where the friendship started from and how he ended up coming and working for us. So something I've shared with a lot of people I was uh, very lucky to obviously meet Lawrence at that at that time but I was also I guess conscious of who is this guy being so decisive of himself like you were saying before Gary <laughs> yeah. that just knows knows everything is so sure of himself how how does he know all this information at, at this time and so <laughs> I was sort of writing him off at the first part thinking he's, he's being a bit cocky here yeah? <laughs> might not be able to do all these things that he's that he's saying and we had put it off for a little while and then lawrence had kept reaching out to me and then we caught up for a beer we caught up for a beer and you know after that it became you know a true true friendship where we were becoming best friends after that so it was very hard for me to think back and go yeah, how did it happen never never get involved with lawrence in the first place to yeah. lawrence becoming one of my best mates yeah well it's interesting i mean when he came to work for me you know i had a similar experience he sort of came in he seemed like a really quiet guy he was wearing like an ill-fitting suit <laughs> and, and but he'd come recommended apparently he'd you know he was at uni and doing his undergraduate degree and he'd been helping some guy doing a doctorate or something in finance he built like spreadsheets and financial models and this guy recommended him to me um but yeah i sort of gave him a list of tasks to do initially and i thought it would take him you know the rest of the week and he came back literally two hours later and had done it so that's when i thought hang on we're on to something here <laughs> yeah and he was always amazing with things like that. Didn't matter whether he had done it before yeah. or not. He just picked it up very quickly. Yeah, that's the theme that's coming through. He just wasn't. He wasn't scared. Like he didn't. Like he didn't seem to have that voice in his head that that we all have that says, you know, you can't do it. I don't think that existed for him. No. 
which yeah. is and so I mean obviously worked with you, but you guys had some some great times as well. You did a you had you had some road trips. I remember you did you did a big road trip to Adelaide once, wasn't it? We did a road trip to Adelaide. Um, we had left after work on a on a Friday night, pretty pretty late. Drove through through the night and uh, arrived in Adelaide the next the next morning. So that was a, a very good trip. So I was with myself, Han, and Beck and Lawrence. Yeah. So yeah, that trip involved along the along the way a lot of karaoke <laughs> in, in the car. I can actually picture those photos of you guys in the car. Yeah. You looked like you had an absolutely brilliant time. Switching switching drivers, we happened to actually drive through a bushfire at that time as well. <laughs> so it was a very eventful uh, trip on on the way up there, and we got to spend some very quality days together, all together at, yeah. in Adelaide, going to wineries and checking out the Adelaide scenery and everything like that. Yeah, terrific. But yeah, I mean, for me, I guess Lawrence, you know, as I was saying before, we almost didn't even get together yeah. in the first place to becoming best friends. So how it, I guess, happened over a period of time was me and Lawrence started doing at the start a lot of work things. Um, so Lawrence had come to work for me after hours uh, and on the weekends, yeah. at the time that he wasn't working with yourself, Ruben. Yeah. And he started picking things up really quickly and adding <laughs> a lot of value in a lot of areas that, you know, we wouldn't have even thought were his capability and he just yeah. took it on and just did an amazing job every single time yeah. so regardless of whether he started knowing what he was doing or he didn't he just worked it out really quickly everything yeah. seemed to come to him so easy and he had he had an incredible work ethic didn't he like. yeah so i mean that that is just you know can't be can't be matched so yeah. there was many a night where we had worked through an evening i remember one one day we had been working on some soas for for a client throughout the night and i think we probably finished up at something like 6 30 in the morning we hadn't gone to sleep both had showers and then went back to work yeah straight after that so he definitely put in a lot of effort into his work, took great pride in what he what he did. Mm. And so, you know, that was shown based on obviously what he did with himself and yeah. working the late night hours with me and then on the weekends. I think that probably... He just loved his work. Yeah, and I think that comes back to, you know, what Gary was saying before about, um, you know, your, your, both your sets of parents working so hard, you know, and growing up. Mm. I, I'm, I'm sure that was the... Uh, yeah, the basis for his work ethic. Yeah, yeah, no definitely. Doubt. He would have seen yeah, he would have seen how hard they're working, mm. and he wanted to um, he wanted to emulate that, and I guess also um, set himself up so that he wouldn't have to work that hard later yeah. in life. There's also work wise, there's also a really creative side to him as well. Like he was technically really strong, but he was also very good at sort of marketing and design and design. Yeah. Like he had a, and yeah, he was into his photography as well. Yeah, he had yeah. a real a real passion for the sort of aesthetics, not just the not just the nitty gritty technical. You're very right. I didn't even think about that. But he, um, you know, usually you're one or the other. You're either a creative or you're a more technical person. Yeah. He was. Um. He had, he had both, like um, in spades, which is very rare. Um. I didn't. I forgot about his creative until you just yeah. mentioned it then. But he used to do all this design work. He used to design websites and yeah. Um. Just he used to do Photoshop and all that stuff. And he was he was great at it. Like he had good like he had good um aesthetics. Like he was. Yeah. Uh, Did you notice that, Michael? Like was that in the work he did for you as well? 
Yeah, most definitely. Obviously, he's helped out with websites for mm. us. Um, we designed a lot of different types of do- documents that were coming out and how they would be presented to clients. Yeah. Um, and it was something that he just picked up really easily. And so the combination of him being able to have the technical skill plus the design skill <laughs> ended up in some really great outcomes. Yeah. A lot of the time you find the technical person doesn't look at anything from the design side and the design side doesn't worry about the technical mm. side. He just had it all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was he was really amazing. All right, Michael, we, we've got to keep moving, but I just uh, I probably didn't give you warning about this question, and it's a tough one. Um, but May's going to listen to this at one one day when Beck thinks she's ready. And do you have any just sort of a brief message that that you want to give to her? Yeah, um, <laughs> I guess you know it would be to ask as many people as she can, and obviously like what you're about to record obviously for her then of memories of her father because he was such a special person to a lot of people in a, in a lot of different ways mm. um, and so it's something that you know every parent I guess would want to emulate for the, their child what Lawrence was so yeah, Lawrence's so parents would would say like you know he was very much a family man he spent you know a lot of time with his family going going with his cousins and his family to, you know, every week for dinner, um, mm. always having all the time in the world for, for Beck, um, whatever she needed, always, you know, helping out no matter what. It just seemed like the guy had unlimited time. Yeah. Um, so my, I guess I would like to say to, to you that, you know, really look, look up to people like like your father was he was a very special person and you know if anyone can turn out even you know half of what lawrence was mm. that would be an amazing person yeah yeah all right michael look thanks again for your for, for sharing with us today it's all difficult and emotional for us but also you know while you're talking there i couldn't wipe the smile off my face sort of thinking about him and everything that he could do and just you know, mm-hmm. yeah, amazed. But I think you know the one thing is, and I, I say this, and I'm sure you can as well, is that you know I think we did appreciate him as well. You know, while he was around, uh, you know, I can certainly, uh, I can at least, I'm, I probably can't say this for everyone in my life, but I think he he definitely knew how much I valued him, and I reckon it was the same for you as well. Yeah, but you always always wonder, you know, could could you have done more? I guess, and now that this has happened, so mm. I guess. Yeah. Message there is, but know, do, do you know what I think? <laughs> no, but do you know what I think? He he loved his work. He had such a passion for it, and you know we were both a big part of that. So I yeah. think that that's a part of his life that really you know did give him did give him a lot of fulfilment. But as I said, he put a hundred percent into that, just like he did absolutely everything else in his life. Hundred percent. And anyway, we're gonna um, we're gonna speak to one of his clients next as well. So. Uh, thanks again, Michael, and uh, yeah, we'll catch up soon. Thanks, thanks Michael. Thanks. Okay. We're just going to have a quick... Uh, sorry. Can I just jump in? I, do, yeah, I go think ahead, um, our poor Facebook uh, live listeners are, are probably sitting there wondering what, what's going on here. Um, mm. We're just... So we're, we're, we've been talking to uh, first Gary Gorov and now Michael Gajetsky, and um, you're probably thinking uh, what's going on but I just want you to know that you should definitely download this podcast and listen to what both of them had to say because um, it's uh, very uh, moving uh, very 
touched uh, very touched and moved by uh by the really uh nice and not nice beautiful words that um, yeah. were just spoken by michael and by gary earlier so um definitely do yourself the service of downloading the podcast later and listen yeah. to what they had to say it's going to be on the website soon yeah it, we do apologize for that it's the first time we've done a facebook live but next time we'll do it better yeah yeah okay then we're just gonna have a very very quick break while i get a uh a client of lawrence's on the phone welcome back to the finance hour uh, I'm in the studio here with Gary Voskabonik, and we now have on the phone a client of Lawrence's. Uh, Lawrence was a partner and worked with me as a financial planner in Adapt Wealth Management, and he uh, had a number of clients on his own. Uh, as you'd expect, they all loved him, but this uh, this client, Inga, I think particularly did. Hi, Inga. You on the phone there? I am on the phone, Ruben. Thank Hello. you. Uh, I've got uh, Lawrence's current cousin in here as well, Gary Voskobojnik. Hi, Inga. Oh, lovely. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. All right, Inga, well, we've been talking about Lawrence, about his family life and a bit about his work, um, but we thought we'd have you uh, on to have it to talk a little bit about what he was like as a as a financial planner. <laughs> so, so can you... T- <laughs> well... Um, <laughs> As a, as a financial planner, I was, um, as you know, I was in a in a quite a bit of turmoil and a very dark part of my life. And he pulled me out of this by just being there. Um, he he was gentle, kind, very um, what do you call it? Observant mm. of the need in his his people or his clients. Um, I think his genuine care and interest for people was was quite phenomenal. He's I can't I can't say how extremely humble also he was. He's mm. um, and his me- his memory. My God, he was phenomenal. He would mm. remember the you know the, the 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 littlest things that you may have talked about. I'm trying to um, remember when we when we met with you. Did we? Did, initially, did Lawrence and I meet with you together, and then? Yes, you did. You did. And then Lawrence, uh, yeah, he took the lead. Yeah, uh, Lawrence took over. You trusted him, um, well, me and his capable hands. <laughs> and I actually thought he was older than he was. And, yeah. But he, he was, he was a special man. Really was. And um, I, I just. I suppose the personal side of Lawrence was I was lucky enough because he used to talk about his coming marriage and, and the holiday that was about to happen and then you know later on Maya, uh, Maya his daughter's name yeah. Maya yeah. yeah and how excited he was about that that he he just oh you know he couldn't believe the the the, the luck and be- no, not luck is a silly word. But just his life, how his life was panning mm. out, and and he'd get this really soft. Oh, I'm going to fall in a minute. Get really soft look in his eyes. You know, he, he was just so proud and so mm. beautiful man. Very beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really quite amazing. Actually, until you said now, I didn't realise uh, you know how much of um how much of himself he actually shared. He he did he did, yeah. We talked about kids and 
Um, I suppose a little, well, you know, I, <laughs> I remember saying to Lawrence, you know, when the baby's born, you're number two. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and he smiled and he said, I know that. Yeah. So... Thank you for saying yeah. that, Inga. It's, um, you're, you're so you're so right. I remember, I remember how excited he was for uh, for his daughter to be born. I remember, um, you know, he was you know he was the proudest would be father that I've ever seen. He was just so excited about it, and it's um, it's yeah. yeah, such a tragedy that he'll never get to meet her, and she'll never get to meet him. But um, but I guess doing stuff something like this and talking about it just you know keeps him mm. keeps him alive at least in our memories mm. and um and for I guess Maya yeah. will will listen to this one day and yeah okay. she just um she has to know how how much he wanted to be there for her and how you know how much he was looking forward to um to um, being her father and isn't it amazing how so many you speak to so many different people from his loves even though they're sort of disconnected in a way and you hear the same even if those people disconnect from each other you hear the same. The same stories, yeah. the, you know, the same attributes yeah. of Lawrence. Um, yeah. So it's really um, quite amazing. And and also, uh, what about sort of, you know, from a professional point of view, did you get the feeling that he really knew his stuff as well? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> he, he, uh, <laughs> I was surprised at, at his. Well, I, I as I said, I thought he was you know in his thirties, maybe yeah. or thirty, but he wasn't. But. Yes, he did know what he was doing, and when you got onto that screen, he remembered things that I wouldn't even remember yeah. about my personal sort of stuff. He'd say, oh, well, hang on, what about that? Really? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but, you know, for Maya, I believe, I really believe that when she grows up and gets a little older, she'll, when she looks in into the mirror, she will see him. Mm. You know, she she will see his his humble, his kindness, his just who he was. Yeah. It'll be in her eyes. She'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's even starting to look a little bit like him already. Mm. <laughs> but oh, sweetie, she's got yeah. that cheeky face that he always had. He was really cheeky when he was younger. Really cheeky. Yeah, he'd be like, you, you, uh, you know, because I was like, I was the older one, so I'd always, I'd tell him not to do something, and he would always, yeah. like, I'd tell him don't touch that, and he would move his finger closer to it, you know, just to just to see how, <laughs> how close he could get. Like, it was, yeah, yeah, just to get a reaction. He was very cheeky yeah. when he was younger, yeah, yeah. always pushing the limits. <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> okay, well, look, we've run out of time, but I mean, there was a short call, but it really, um, yeah, thank you very much for sharing what you did. I certainly learned something new about your relationship with him, and yeah. I'm yeah. sure that you know it's a really good insight for people what he was like in his in his in his work. But I think you know his work was it was such so suited to him being a financial planner because it kind of combined you know that technical sort of brain stuff, like left brain or right brain, I can't remember what it is, with those social sort of empathy skills. Mm. So it was actually yeah. such a perfect job for him. It was just yes, yeah, yeah, the perfect match. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much, Inga. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Pleasure. Thanks, thank Lavinga. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Uh, well, let's keep moving, Gary, because we we are on a tight schedule. But I just thought we'd now talk a little bit about some of the legacy things that well, both you and I are involved in to sort of help perpetuate his his memory. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, well. I'll try to keep this as short as possible because it can get pretty long. This story, but you know, after after the um, accident that happened, uh, um, where Lawrence passed away, you know, he was um, was on his bicycle and hit by a, a truck, 
and um at the time you know i was really angry and i thought you know uh, what what can i do to stop this happening to anyone else but then i uh, i just thought it was too big of a problem not something i could do anything about um but then uh earlier this year uh, sorry, not earlier this year, late last year, um, I uh, did this program that sort of encouraged me to uh, to go out and uh, make a difference in the community. So I went out and thought, you know, this could be a great opportunity to try and make a difference to uh, other cyclists on the road and um, hopefully make uh, make the roads a bit safer for them. And I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I just knew I wanted to do something. And I ended up getting in touch with... Um, uh, a guy from the Bicycle Network, which is like the largest cycling uh, organization in uh, Victoria. And he put me in touch with uh, uh, this guy called uh, Jamie. I hope, I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning his name, who's uh, uh, one of the directors of the Melbourne Metro Rail Link, um, which is a, a large project going on uh, that will be starting very soon here in Melbourne, um, building a large rail link. I don't know the, all the specific details, but what I do know um, is that they're going to be requiring any contractors that working on the project, and it's going to be a really large project, to uh, undergo a driver awareness program. So um, make it make it clear to them that they're not just responsible for safety in the construction site, but they're responsible for safety um, going to and from mm. and anywhere they are, anywhere they're driving around in Victoria in a construction vehicle, they're responsible for um, for uh, pedestrians and cyclists' safety. So this is a program they're already going to do, but um, what they asked uh, me to do, which I'm, I'm, I'm look, really looking forward to, is to add a add a personal element to the to the uh, program so um you know these drivers these truck drivers and construction drivers are going to be sitting around all day listening to um you know technical details about uh, safety on the roads and what they should be doing and you know some of it they'll take in some of it they won't but what i've been asked to do is and and they have the details haven't been ironed out yeah we're still working on it uh, but basically to come in and tell uh talk talk about lawrence and talk about what happened and and uh what uh what's you know the tragedy that's been left behind mm. and um hopefully um the idea is that uh, we're going to be able to save lives by by having the drivers be a bit more aware of the impact that they can have on other people's yeah. lives um even you know even not driving fast even doing something uh, slow moving and you know just uh, there's so many dangers on the road and just um and it's it's not always the driver's fault is you know there's uh, the the fault doesn't matter what matters is what the outcome and yeah know, and so the the idea is that um yeah we can uh, help save some lives and you know even if we save even if one life is is not uh, is saved because of this program it'll be well worth it and i'm really looking forward to being a part of it i think the amy gillett foundation is also um collaborating with them uh, which is also cycling safety uh foundation and yeah just i'm really looking forward to hopefully making an impact on um on other people's lives and they won't even know about it um, yeah uh, but it'll yeah it'll be there and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that terrific and the other thing which we've got uh in lawrence's name is jewish care do interest-free loans for people it's for a whole range of things um, you know, whether it's for medical things or for a bar mitzvah or to help people get out of credit card debt. And we've set up a sub fund in Lawrence's name, which is specifically loans for people, you know, either starting or expanding small businesses or uh, extending, you know, their professional um, studies, their career. And Lawrence was really passionate about people becoming self sufficient. Um, so this is something, you know, for people aged 20 to 40 years old, uh, a loan fund which which, you know, is something that is really special to be in Lawrence's memory. Uh, if people do want to inquire about the interest-free loans, whether it's, you know, that particular, if you fit into that category of young businessman or entrepreneur, 
uh, or just generally looking for a loan, you can call Jewish Care on 8517-5999 or check out their website. And I'm not going to let Ruben be humble here. He um, he actually set up this uh, um, uh, uh, Jewish Care Fund in Lawrence's name, and I just want to thank him for that. It's, uh, it's a really... Um, really touching legacy that's going to be left there for a long time and will hopefully help a lot of other yeah. uh, young Jewish uh, adults um, uh, get to where they want to get to in life. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. Now, uh, what I just want to do is normally I have a, uh, you know, ask guests to give three tips. Obviously, we can't get Lawrence to give three tips, but I looked uh, I was with, with him fairly closely and I know the way he managed his money and he was really, really good at it. So if Lawrence was here, I'm going to give you, I'll give you the three tips that I learned from him and on, on how uh, to manage money. Now, number one is invest in yourself. Lawrence really invested in his education. He took it really seriously, uh, doing his university degree. And then he was actually completing his certified financial planning studies. He would have finished it, you know, you know, before his 26th birthday, um, which was incredible to finish that studies at such a young age. It was the highest qualification for financial planners. So, uh, and that obviously served him well in terms of, you know, going so far in his career in such a short time, you know, becoming a partner and adapt by the age of 25. It was all because he invested in education. The second thing with, with Lawrence did really well is he used to allocate funds to different buckets. He'd have different bank accounts for the different things in his life. He'd have spending accounts. He'd have a spending account for him, one for Beck. He'd have a savings account. Uh, he'd have one for their holidays. And he was really goal-oriented and prioritized things. And that was really quite quite amazing the way he did it and he also encouraged clients to do that as well and the third thing which Lawrence did was he he put insurance in place he put insurance in place to make sure that his family would be taken care of in case you know the worst was to happen uh, which you know the unthinkable was to happen and the unthinkable did happen but Lawrence had uh, been extremely responsible and, and put some insurance in place thanks for listening into this week's podcast folks uh, for our previous podcasts, you can go to the Adapt Wealth website or subscribe on iTunes. If you do subscribe on iTunes, I'd really appreciate if you would leave me a review, which means that I'll be able to reach more people with the podcast. Thanks and see you next week.